Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 12th of December, 2022. Only 13 days until Christmas. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube, DLive, and Odyssey channels, as well as the interactive entropy software. You can ask myself a direct question or send through a super chat to support Unshackled Productions. I see that uh, all the regulars are in the chat. Pekosiman, hello. Uh, Mac, uh, Melissa and Naughty Design, good to see you all in there. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where we could actually experience a white Christmas, despite the fact it is supposed to be summer in the summer's southern hemisphere. Uh, this was put out by the Bureau of Meteorology Victoria last night, uh, the bomb. Uh, remember, they, they tried to rebrand themselves to the Bureau, uh, but us Australians, we're going to keep calling them the bomb no matter what. Uh, so they tweeted, tweeted yesterday, Today is the last warm day across Victoria for a while. We will see a sequence of winter-type cold fronts crossing the state this week. Snowfall developing above 1,400 metres, Monday lowering late Tuesday and only lifting on Wednesday. So, yes, there you go. And it was especially wet and windy today where I was. And now it is forecast to, to get back to proper summer temperatures on the weekend. It seems to, it's quite timely that uh, the good weather puts itself on for, for the weekend. Uh, remember, we are in another Lel Nina summer, uh, which means lots of un unpredictable weather, but it was beautiful weather last weekend uh, for the Guns N' Roses concert at the MCG. Uh, this weekend, it was also uh, good weather on Saturday night for the Billy Joel uh, concert uh, at the MCG. And guess who was amongst the 76,000 people at the, the G for uh, Billy Joel? Uh, Daniel Andrews was snapped at a public event amongst the people there. This was snapped by somebody who was uh, four rows above like obviously you would have had his security detail there but yes that is uh, we haven't seen dan andrews uh exposed to the masses like that uh for well uh, for three years uh, at least and uh dan's uh pr guy jeremy maluta uh said, claimed that he was mobbed by fans uh part of the andrews government always live music festival and the biggest of its kind in the summer hemisphere. And uh, PR guy said, Melbourne has been buzzing with the city packed, bars full and hotels sold out. It's left with egg on their face. Uh, critics who said that uh, uh, Melbourne was dead 
have been left with egg on their faces as Victoria leads Australia back to glory with major events, unveiled unrivaled live music and the friendliest city on earth, says the people who advocate it for it to be locked down for as long as possible. And yes, Dan was, he was mobbed by, by one fan, one of his uh, real life uh, Dan fans, so Emily Ullman. Uh, so, so yes, they, they, they are real people and they sometimes venture uh, to real life. Uh, so she tweeted, Billy Joel was sublime, uh, but uh, this was better. So yes, uh, they're clearly uh, the Dan stands. It's ecstatic that uh, their man Dan uh, will be Premier. Or he says he's going to, to serve the uh, full four-year term, uh, his third term, uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, he's been accompanied in a lot of places by his Deputy Premier, the Premier in waiting or training, uh, Jacinta Allen, Infrastructure Minister, also from his uh, Socialist Left faction. And uh, now we have all the lower house legislative assembly seats uh, declared. Uh, so Labor uh, will have 56 of the 88 seats in the upper house, which is actually one more seat than, uh, than the Dan Andrews Labor Party got in the 2018 Dan slide. Uh, but that is because uh, of where the, the swings were in this election, because there was a swing away uh, from the ALP, uh, two-party preferred 2.7%, uh, because the swings were in their uh, safe Labor seats in the, the northern western suburbs, the and uh, the swings to them were in the marginals in the, the eastern suburbs. That's why they've actually got one more seat. The coalition is on 27. They'll probably win the Narakan supplementary election uh, because uh, of the uh, Nationals candidate who died a week before the election, and the Greens will have four. Uh, now, uh, tomorrow, uh, when uh, just when the, the writs have to be uh, returned to the Governor of Victoria, the upper house uh, results, uh, the eight regions with five, five members elected, uh, the Victorian Electoral Commission will, uh, the expression is push the button. So what they do with uh, the, the upper house results is they all feed the, 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 ballot, the upper house ballot paper results into a computer, type it manually. And so then on the declaration day, they press the, the button on their computer software and it calculates uh, who has been elected uh, to uh, the upper house. Now, it looks like that uh, Dan Andrews will get a progressive working majority in the upper house with the Greens, uh, Legalised Cannabis Party and uh, Animal Justice Party. Uh, but it looks like that one of Dan's most reliable uh, votes, especially of the, the, the past term, uh, Fiona Patton, uh, won't be there as of tomorrow. She has already conceded defeat. Fiona Patton of the Reason Party, formerly, uh, formerly the Sex Party. Uh, so she was first elected in 2014, re-elected just in 2018, uh, beat uh, Stephen Jolly of the Victorian Socialist Just. Uh, but it is uh, looking almost certain uh, that... Uh, 
Adam Somirak, uh, the former Labor right power broker who ran for the Democratic Labor Party in uh, the North Metro region, uh, will take her seat. And the the lefties on Twitter, they were so mad that uh, Fiona Patton looks set to lose and, and Somirak uh, return. Adam Somirak is not claiming victory. He said, well, it's gracious of candidates to concede before counting is concluded. I'd urge caution. LC counts are complex. Every point of elimination may throw up surprises with change, which change the dynamic of the count. I'll wait until the button is pressed before I claim victory. Fiona Patton said, after a wonderful eight years in parliament, I'd like to congratulate the successful candidates for Northern Met Metropolitan Region, and indeed successful candidates in Victorian election. Sadly, I won't be joining them in the 60th parliament, but I do have some homework uh, for them. So obviously her legislative legacies, uh, the 150 metre exclusion zones outside of uh, abortion clinics, which prevents uh, a, a pro-life activist from handing out information to women who are considering an abortion, uh, getting the, the heroin injecting room in North Richmond, uh, lobbying for uh, the euthanasia laws, uh, the complete legalization of prostitution in Victoria. And uh, she says here her biggest regret that I uh, could not get le uh, legalization of cannabis. Maybe that is what uh, the three legalized cannabis MPs will be able to achieve in the, the next term there. But uh, this could be the end of the, the reason party and there's rumours that she could go and join legalised cannabis. One of the legalised cannabis candidates who is about to be elected, I can't remember her name, but actually uh, works for the Eros Foundation, which uh, Fiona Patton used to be the, the president of, the, the adult entertainment uh, lobby group. Uh, so Fiona Patton, before she entered parliament, was the, the, was the president of, of that lobby group. Uh, so that'll all be uh, determined tomorrow. There'll be one sitting day of the Victorian Parliament on December 20. That just will be to swear all the new members in. Well, they'll have to uh, swear allegiance uh, to His Majesty uh, the King, uh, which will uh, trigger the Greens, uh, no doubt. Uh, now, there'll also be a another sitting day of the federal parliament this Thursday uh, because uh, of the outcome of the national cabinet meeting on Friday, uh, which was supposed to be on Wednesday, but of course, Anthony Albanese got COVID for the second time. So it was delayed until Friday where it's held virtually and Anthony Albanese held a virtual press conference from Kirribilli House in Sydney, where he announced the energy price relief plan. So it's working with state and territories to temporarily cap the price of gas and coal, provide targeted energy bill relief to shield families and businesses, invest in renewable energy. Uh, because yes, a, <laughs> price controls have been so successful in uh, in uh, curtailing uh, demand and the rules of demand and supply over the the, the history of mankind. Uh, not uh, 
Anthony Albanese, he's he, he looks like he can't meet his promise of a $275 cut in consumers' energy bills. Uh, what uh, this, uh, as it as it's called, it's another, it's a, it's another uh, buzz phrase: energy price relief plan. Well, I will pan it as well. And now we'll uh, re reduce people's energy bill increases by $230. So your energy bills will still go up, uh, but uh, they'll go up by $230 less. Uh, so the, the rate of increase will be less. Hadron Anti-Bullying says, I can't catch COVID no matter how hard I try. Uh, Albo uh, was back uh, out of isolation, even though he doesn't have to isolate legally anymore, but obviously he's the prime minister, so he wants to set an example. So he's back in, he posted he was back in the, the, the Marrickville hood uh, at uh, one of the, the local cafes there, uh, which of course uh, uh, triggered all of the the COVID zealots, and they 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 do not like uh, the uh, Albanese government's uh, COVID management plan for 2023. Because, uh, as Mark Butler said today, they want to move on from the emergency uh, phase. Uh, but of course, the the COVID zealots they can't stop and won't stop. Uh, so, a uh, Monique Ryan, uh, Karen from Kuyong, as I call her moaning Monique. She said, it's not too late to reinstate some sensible public health measures to decrease transmission of COVID-19. Masking indoors, social distancing where possible, workplace ventilation strategy, if for no other reasons, for healthcare professionals. On her own Twitter account, she is very inconsistent uh, when, at, uh, when, it, when it comes to her own masking. Sometimes she's got it on, sometimes uh, she hasn't. Now, of course, uh, the, the science has returned this year that masks, cloth masks, surgical masks, don't work to stop uh, the transmission of res respiratory viruses. And I also noticed that uh, Peter Collignong, a uh, professor at ANU, who's been one of Australia's uh, most prominent uh, pandemic commentators, has actually uh, reposted a study which shows that actually N95s don't offer that much more protect protection as well. Now it's also uh, been proven uh, that uh, masks make you stupid. Uh, so this is uh, from uh, the University of Queensland, Dr. David Smurden uh, from uh, University of Queensland School of Economics. So analyzed almost 3 million chess moves played by more than 8,000 people in 18 countries before and during the pandemic and found wearing a mask substantially reduced the average quality of player uh, decisions. As so the data showed that masks were more likely to decrease performance in situations where there was a demanding mental task with higher working memory load. This is something to keep in mind for occup occupations in STEM, as well as other professions that demand high level working memory, such as language interpreters, performers, waiters, and teachers. Uh, so uh, this is one of the, the first uh, studies uh, on the impact of mask wearing on the general uh, population. 
Uh, so chess can provide us with an insight as it requires calculation, memory, problem solving, pattern recognition has been used extensively uh, to measure changes in cognitive performance. And so a study found well that mask wearing had a negative impact on chess performance. The effect subsided after four to six hours of playing. Now, obviously some people would argue that uh, you'd have to be stupid to wear the mask to begin with. Uh, so wearing, uh, ha having the mask on uh, makes you stupider, in fact, <laughs> affecting your cognitive ability there. But uh, so those, those are the mask people you still see around who they, 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 they look, uh, they don't just look like zombies, but they actually act like zombies. It's like they're, they're lost directionless people. It's actually because they're, 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 they're getting they're, now on to the sports report and a, a World Cup update. Uh, so the uh, getting to the the final countdown, the semifinals are up next, where it is Argentina versus Croatia and France versus Morocco. Uh, Morocco, uh, they had a huge victory over Portugal. They're the first. African and Arab nation uh, to uh, get to the semi-finals, and of course uh, France knocked out England uh, because uh, England missed another penalty, but this time it was a white guy, uh, the captain, no less, Harry Kane. Maybe if he was able to wear wear his uh, rainbow uh, one love armband. Uh, then maybe he would have been able to to score the penalty and uh, keep England in the World Cup. So I guess it shows that because uh, obviously in the 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 Euro uh, final penalty penalty shootout, which England lost to Italy, it was all the the black English players who who missed. So the, uh, Harry Kane, a, a white English player missing, just shows that no no matter black or white, uh, England players are just shit at taking penalties but uh, there uh, another well a quite shocking development to come out of the 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 world cup was the the sudden death of a u.s uh, uh soccer journalist uh, grant wall who was uh the clown who uh tried to get into and then got turned away from a fifa world cup game wearing a wearing a rainbow uh, shirt uh, he uh, was at uh, he was covering uh, the the he, he collapsed actually after one of the games uh, so a Argentina versus the Netherlands he was found uh, yeah they had, he collapsed and uh, he was unresponsive and uh, Australians versus the agenda he put together this compilation of uh well his uh, activism during the the pandemic and then his sudden death
An American journalist detained in Qatar for wearing a rainbow T-shirt while covering the World Cup has died suddenly, shocking family, friends and colleagues. It's unclear what led to Grant Wall's death. See, as you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. Now, that's one theory uh, about his sudden death. Uh, his brother uh, had... Uh, Eric had a, another theory about why his brother died suddenly. My name is Eric Wall. I live in Seattle, Washington. I am Grant Wall's brother. I am gay. I am the reason he wore the rainbow shirt to the World Cup. My brother was healthy. He told me he received death threats. I do not believe my brother just died. I believe he was killed, and I just beg for any So, his brother Eric is basically, uh, it sounds like he's accusing the Qatari regime of murdering, or uh, the only way they could murder him because he collapsed and died suddenly, uh, you would think is through poisoning, which is is not the uh, the Arab Middle Eastern style. It's the Russian style. They're they're, they're the, the the nation that uh, poisons uh, people. But uh, if you remember the death of uh, Saudi journalist uh, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, uh, he was uh, chopped up into little pieces in the the Saudi embassy in Istanbul. So, so that's the Arab Middle Eastern uh, assassination method. They, they, they chop you up into little pieces and his, bo- his dead body was, uh, was found whole there. Uh, so that's that theory gone there. And plus, why would the, uh, the Qatari regime bother murdering him i mean his last substack was was talking about the the plight of the migrant workers but he is not the, the first journalist to uh talk about their their plight and the 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 non-woke western world uh was was laughing at uh at uh, grant warhol when he got kicked out uh for wearing the the rainbow uh, shirt they're just like oh god what a lame stunt that is like uh, it's not like he he damaged the Qatari reputation at all. But uh, what we do know, uh, this is from a uh, Associated Press uh, news report, is that he had developed uh, bronchitis uh, in the days leading up to his death. Uh, he wrote on his Substack that uh, he had visited a medical clinic in Qatar. My body finally broke down on me. Three weeks of little sleep, high stress, and lots of work can do that to you. What had been a cold over the last 10 days turned into something more severe on the night of the USA-Netherlands game, and I could feel my upper chest take on a new level of pressure and discomfort. I went into the medical clinic at the main media center. They said, I probably have bronchitis. They gave me a course of antibiotics and some heavy duty cough syrup. And I'm already feeling a bit better just a few hours later, but still no bueno. So yes, another sad died suddenly. Like yes, his uh, political stunt was lame in guitar, uh, but he was only 
49, uh, which is, well, there's so many people who are dying suddenly uh, in, well, uh, way before uh, they've even reached senior age. Now, moving on to, well, quite a, well, it, it, it was quite a shocking and uh, eyebrow-raising uh, development. And that was a, well, a another beer hall putsch in Germany uh, of sorts, almost a uh, hundred years uh, to uh, the the year of the, the obviously the German beer hall putsch in Munich in 1923 uh, was Hitler and the Nazis' failed uh, attempt uh, to uh, seize power, uh, which of course led to. Uh, several Nazis being killed, Hitler and and other Nazis were uh, imprisoned. And of course, later Hitler was able to uh, seize power through democratic uh, means. So there was uh, 25 people uh, arrested in this uh, plot uh, where they planned to to storm the, the Bundestag the uh the german uh federal parliament there and uh, now they're the the two most prominent members of this this uh plot is uh heinrich uh the eighth i think i've read those roman numerals right prince of uh rios uh so he is uh obviously one of the descendants of the the german royal family and so he uh, is part of what's called the Reichsburger movement, uh, which is uh, they don't, uh, uh, people of the, the Reichsburger movement uh, do not recognize the Federal Republic of Germany as a legitim- legitimate uh, German government. They want to restore the, the German Empire, which existed from uh 1871 to 1918 uh the end of uh world war one they also want uh they also believe that uh german territory uh that uh that that was part of the the german empire that uh that uh, land should be returned to the the germans and now a another prominent uh member uh, of uh, this plot uh, was former alternative uh, Deutschland uh, Bundestag member uh, Bridget uh, Malstak uh, Winkman, uh, who's also a judge in uh, uh, Berlin. So the prince was going to be head of the council uh, while the, the judge was going to be the justice minister there. Now, based on my calculation, my calculations, if history is repeating itself, uh, with the obviously the beer hall putsch in I just mentioned in twenty three, and now uh, this failed coup in twenty twenty two, it should uh, because obviously Hitler and the Nazis came to power in nineteen thirty three, ten years later, that uh, Germany should have a nationalist government in power by twenty thirty two. If if history is repeating itself in Germany, uh, Germany is in a very bad place. Uh, freedom is uh, incre- in, in, incredibly suppressed 
there uh, with wrong think raids on people for posting the wrong things on on social media uh merkel opening the floodgates during the migrant crisis they've had some of the most uh draconian uh covert passport mask uh mandates in place uh, aside from australia of course and of course they're facing an energy crisis this winter as well uh so they they, they do have uh, and obviously uh inflation is out of control it's nearly hyper inflation so there are uh, a lot of weimar type conditions in the, the current uh federal uh, republic of germany and a fun historical fact is that the the well, what is the the what you all know as the the German flag of the Federal Republic of Germany uh, was also the Weimar Republic flag as well. Now, moving on to, well, the, the main crux of the show, uh, the uh, degeneracy report. Uh, so I, at the end of uh, my Wilmsfront featured interview uh, with uh, ex-Qantist uh, captain Graham Hood, I had a, a brief news explosion where I brought you that uh, that a local Melbourne LGBT uh, groomer uh, event at the uh, Melbourne Pride Centre in St Kilda, Glitter Nova, which was aimed at 12 to 25 year olds was uh, postponed uh, because uh, there uh, was plans to protest at uh, at this uh, groomer event. Uh, this was uh, the, the XYZ's headline here by David Hiscock, total victory, uh, groomer drag show shut down by protest rumors. Uh, so it uh, it mentions uh, XYZ mentions that uh, uh, the, they themselves uh, they say they were proud to have played its part uh, because uh, messages surfaces on Telegram channels XYZ news turning point Australia Australian meditation socialist yarn chat run by suspected NSN members the post spoke about protests being planned at the event by a group calling itself People Against Pedos. And of course, the the main uh, performer there was that uh, what is that psychedelic lizard drag queen uh, uh, Balazi Bazaar, uh, who was also at uh, the Mooney Ponds uh, Youth Fest grooming event, which was at the school holidays in October, also uh, aimed at uh, twelve to uh, twenty five year olds. Uh, now, there, there were several Proud Boys who turned up in person to uh, protest, uh, even though the, the, the groomer event itself had been cancelled, uh, but uh, Victoria Police decided to move them on because the, what, what do they call themselves, the, 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 L, the LGBT, uh, what is it known, the Queer Community Defence Call, uh, they all uh, rallied outside the Pride Centre, and this is their their new catch cry. Melbourne, 
and you could see that uh, even though they were protesting outside, a lot of these uh, cucks had masks on as well. And now their slogan, you'll always lose in Melbourne, these are people who claim that they're their real counterculture and rebels, even though, well, that slogan, you'll always lose in Melbourne, is basically saying we run Melbourne, we are the establishment. So, I mean, they've got their, uh, <laughs> they were protesting outside of the Pride Centre that was funded a, well, funded by the taxpayer. Uh, the Dan Andrews government uh, gave Victorian taxpayer money to, to build that centre. Uh, the uh, Victorian Liberal opposition, they were never going to decommission it. So they have the, the most sympathetic government they could possibly, dream of, yet they still think that they're oppressed. I mean, seriously. Now, the latest Twitter files to be released, obviously part one uh, was about the suppression of the, the Hunter Biden lap laptop uh, uh, story, uh, spearheaded by uh, the former uh, trust and legal officer, uh, Vijayda uh, Gardi. Part two uh, was about the Twitter blacklisting during the pandemic, uh, uh, putting up uh, alarmist uh, voices uh, like uh, Eric Fiegel uh, Ding, uh, who is not a medical doctor but a nutritionist, and suppressing actual experts like uh, like uh, Stanford epidemiologist Jay Bhattacharya. And then uh, parts three and four uh, were about how a president Donald Trump was deplatformed uh, from or suspended from Twitter, I should say. And uh, a Twitter owner Elon Musk, he's chosen a particular sympathetic journalist to, to go through uh, the Twitter files and publish publish them on their Substacks as well as a a tweet thread. Now, of course, uh, uh, the the defenders of all of this uh, censorship suppression say that, oh, it's a big nothing burger here. Like, of course, Twitter, you know, moderated. Uh, what, what's there's nothing to to see here, uh, but of course, uh, there was never actually any smoking gun or concrete evidence that uh, the suppression of uh, conservatives uh, and right wing libertarian uh, people who didn't support lockdowns, uh, masks and vaccine mandates. There was never any concrete evidence that they were suppressed and targeted for suspension. But now we have the smoking gun. It's no longer a conspiracy theory. It is a proven uh, conspiracy. Uh, but probably the, the most uh, disturbing uh, thing uh, to come out of the, the Twitter files, well, it's actually a... When, when I say it didn't directly come out of the Twitter files, uh, but there was a, a result of them was the re-examination of uh, former head of trust and safety at uh, Twitter, uh, Yol Roth. Uh, so this, this was the guy who uh, was charged with uh, uh, getting rid of uh, child exploitation on Twitter. Uh, so Musk said that uh, Twitter had refused to take action on child exploitation uh, for years. His comments came in response to news that Ann Collier, uh, Erla Erlani Abdul Rahman, and Leslie 
Podesta, Democrat operative John Podesta's niece, resigned from Twitter's Trust and Safety Council that robbed ex-Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, uh, rubbed him the wrong way, who flatly replied, Musk, this is false. Musk in turn dressed down Dorsey. He responded that when Ella Irwin, who now leads Trust and Safety, joined Twitter earlier this year, almost no one was working on child safety. Musk also noted that uh, Ned Zekel and Para Agua, who briefly served as Twitter CEO after Dorsey resigned, rejected Irwin's request for more resources to tackle the issue. Musk swiftly fired Segal and Aro after taking over the company and made it a top priority immediately. Uh, so, and the story goes on to mention that Yol Roth, uh, he uh, he appears to have, uh, this is on uh, the uh, Super Contra uh, substack uh, by Pedro Gonzalez. Uh, so, he, he, in his uh, doctoral uh, dissertation, uh, because he's, a P he's got a PhD, uh, entitled Gay Data, Roth argued that miners should have access to Grinder, an app that enables gay men to instantly pinpoint each other using GPS technology. I uh, make no mistake, as Vice News Colourfy Foot at Grinder is more about hooking up than dating. It's basically a 24-7 merry-go-round of sex in your immediate locale and uses geolocation to provide a, an approximate location of the closest users to serve up on the nearby grid. Roth was gay, noted his paper that he was documenting, analyzing my own use of these services. As of December 11, Roth's dissertation has been withdrawn uh, from uh, University of Pennsylvania's website, still, still available to readers. So in one section he wrote, while gay youth oriented chat rooms and social networking services were available in the early 2000s, they have for, largely fallen by the wayside in favor of general purpose platforms like uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. Perhaps it is truly representative of increasing absent demand amongst young adults for network spaces to engage with peers about their sexuality is worth considering how at all the current generation of popular sites of gay network sociability might fit under the overall queer landscape that increasingly includes individuals under the age of 18. Even with the service extensive content management, Grindr may be well too lewd or too hookup oriented to be safe and age appropriate resource for teenagers. But the fact that under 18 people are on these services already indicates that we can't readily dismiss these platforms as out of hand as like for queer youth culture, rather than merely trying to absolve themselves of legal responsibility, worse trying to drive teenagers out entirely. Service providers should instead focus on crafting safety strategies that accommodate a wide variety of use cases for platforms like Grindr, including possibly their role in safely connecting queer young adults. So yes, uh, that was the guy uh, who used to be a former head of trust and safety at Twitter. Now, moving on uh, to uh, the uh, degenerate uh, Sam uh, that uh, I mentioned to you last week. Sorry, not Sam Bankman uh, Freed, uh, the fraudster from uh, FTX, who is still at large in the, the Bahamas and uh, rumored that in his Bahamas uh, share house, they were having orgies there. I'm talking about the degenerate uh, Sam, uh, uh, degenerate Sam uh, connected to the, uh, the Democrat party. Uh, I'm talking about Sam Britton, the, the deputy 
Deputy Assistant Director for Nuclear Waste Management uh, in the uh, US Department of Energy. Now, I, I talked about last week how he was charged with felony theft of a woman's suitcase at uh, St. Paul Minneapolis Airport, but now he has uh, been there's a, a felony uh, warrant out for his arrest with a second uh, baggage uh, theft, this time at Las Vegas uh, Airport. Uh, this was the, the news here. An energy department official is accused of stealing luggage from Harry Reid International. The 8 News Now investigators learning a felony warrant has been issued for Sam Brinton, a deputy assistant secretary in the Biden administration. Sources tell us Brinton is caught on video stealing the luggage. Britain is accused of similar crime in the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport. And now, I, uh, now looks like that uh, Sam uh, Britton, he's also looks he's also looks to be a fraud like Sam Bankman fried, but in a different way. Uh, now, a LGBT writer at uh, LGBT Nation. Uh, so uh, uh, this uh, this was by Wayne Benson, who uh, basically uh, says that there is uh, not much not much uh, proof to substantiate Sam Brinton's story that he uh, was subject to cruel uh, gay conversion uh, therapy. And uh, so in, he also claimed in a 2010 interview uh, that uh, when he came out to his parents that his father responded with a punch to the face uh, and he alleged that uh, years of abuse resulted in several attempts to the emergency room and claiming my dad held a gun to my head multiple times. And so uh, Wayne Benson says in Sam Britton's story, too good to be true. They've never been able to uh, track down uh, the so-called torture uh, centre uh, that uh, Sam Britton claims uh, that uh, he was subject to conversion uh, therapy. So supposedly it was uh, supposed to be at some, uh, go through this, this, this article further, further down. It was uh, it was supposedly at a a strip mall uh, so, somewhere in uh, Orlando. So yes, he could basically be a a con man who's basically used a a sob story to to rise up uh, the pole of the the LGBT grievance industry. He worked for the the Trevor Project before he was appointed to the Biden administration and also on the side as well led instructional videos on on pup play and uh and uh obviously uh was uh, quite open about uh a, a kink culture a lot of people are saying that he's a he looks like a bald matt damon or the or a bald jesse plemons who also looks like matt damon as well so i mean now the the question is uh, was he hired uh, were they hired uh, just to fill a diversity 
quota. Uh, I saw a few people half joking on Twitter that uh, the uh, the story of the two Sams, Sam Bankman-Fried and Sam Brinton, is uh, why we need to bully freaks and geeks again, uh, which I, I think is going a bit too far. I mean, uh, I, I don't think you need to start uh, flushing their heads in the, the toilets at school anymore. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, certainly uh, celebrating these types of people who, well, uh, as has is, is proven, have, uh, <laughs> to put it mildly, uh, very uh, poor personal shortcomings and now uh, they're uh, uh, victims of their alleged crimes. Now on to another uh, degenerate, another project uh, Veritas uh, hidden video. Uh, so they managed to uh, get uh, uh, get the Dean of Students at the Francis W. Parker uh, private school in Chicago, Joseph Bruno, uh, to talk about the LGBT sex ed. Uh, he uh, was uh, uh, he was uh, teaching the students. I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Meet Joe Bruno, Dean of Students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to charge $40,000 per student. Oh, they're just like passing around dildos butt plugs the kids are just playing with them they're like how do you how does this work how do we do like how does this work that's a really like cool part of my job parents might be stunned to learn that bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students so i've been the dean for four years during pride we do a pride week every year and i had um I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. Nice. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While I'm sitting there. And we had a drag queen come in. Um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. It's so amazing. And everybody's cool with that, like the plugs and the dildos. Yeah. No big complaints. No. I mean, if the parents found out, would they? No. It's queer sex. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. I just hung out in my classroom. And was there? Or hung out in my office. You have so much freedom. So much. Wiggle room. So much freedom, so much money. I mean, nothing to do stuff. Trustees are okay with that too? They don't know. They would, it's like, we. I wouldn't even like run it by them. Like, why would I run it by them? They'd be like, oh my God, that's wonderful. Like yeah. all with the kids that with the classroom? 14, 18. They're like, how do you, how does this work? How do we do, like, how does this work? Right. Um, so yeah, that's a really like cool part of my job is I don't have to worry about stuff like that. Uh, now, uh, the school uh, fired the dean and uh, he was arrested. I'm just kidding. 
the school uh, defended him and uh, said that, uh, well, he was uh, uh, stitched up by a, a right-wing activist uh, group. Uh, this is what uh, the, the school said. Uh, in uh, which was uh, communicated in a news report that I'm just going to uh, play uh, for you and uh, and also has reaction from Project Veritas founder uh, James O'Keefe. An elite private school in Chicago is facing online criticism after a dean was apparently recorded by a right-wing activist group. You mean journalism group? talking about the school's sex ed programming. Francis Parker School in Lincoln Park is the latest target of Project Veritas. You mean news subject. One of its contributors recorded a video that appears to show the school dean saying sex toys were shown to students as part of a discussion. You mean passing around butt plugs. The school released a statement saying Parker's Board of Trustees supports the inclusivity of its curriculum. A school spokesperson said the dean was filmed without his knowledge or permission. You mean he's being honest? While describing one example of our inclusive LGBTQ plus affirming and comprehensive approach to sex education. Project Veritas dis deceptively edited video. <laughs> Even this anchor doesn't believe that bullshit. <laughs> Project Veritas dis deceptively edited the video with malicious intent. So, yes, there'll be no consequences uh, for uh, this de dean, uh, Joseph uh, Bruno. Uh, the school is backing him and they're proud of their inclusive uh, sex education program uh despite the fact that butt plugs and dildos uh you can't buy those until you're 18 yet he was passing them around in the the classroom to to underage children and was saying how much of a cool part of his job was and yes there appears to be no outrage from the the parents who are paying forty thousand us per annum for uh tuition so at least it's not the the US taxpayer uh, <laughs> paying uh, for uh, this uh, inclusive uh, sex education. Uh, so yes, uh, in Chicago, Illinois, uh, parents are happy to pay uh, $40,000 per annum uh, for their students to be in a LGBT inclusive sex ed class where uh, butt plugs and dildos are handed around and a drag queen uh, gives them uh, cookies and, and brownies there. <laughs> so, yes, that's, that's, that's Chicago uh, for you there. Now, moving on to the Biden administration's latest uh, geopolitical uh, masterstroke. You know, of course, uh, Joe Biden, of course, has said that uh, he, he, that uh, uh, Vladimir Putin can't stay as as president of Russia because of his uh, invasion of uh, Ukraine. I, which, why did Joe Biden uh, uh, give Russia such a great uh, prisoner swap trade deal? which uh, former President uh, Donald Tr Trump said it was a terrible deal. It was stupid, um, patriotic embarrassment. So Biden traded the ex-WNBA basketball uh, uh, star 
so that is uh, Brittany uh, Griner, who took her prescription cannabis medication into Russia where it's illegal, which was pretty stupid of her. She was planning to play in the, the Russian basketball league uh, during the, the WNBA offseason. Uh, so she was traded a, a for a notorious uh, Russian's arm dealer, uh, Victor Bout. Meanwhile, I, there is uh, Paul Whelan, a former U.S. Marine accused of espionage and uh, who was uh, sentenced to uh, 16 years in, in prison. Uh, so apparently the Biden administration is uh, working on a, a prisoner swap there. So former President Trump said, what kind of deal it is to swap Britney Greer, a basketballer who openly hates our country, for the man known as the merchant of death, one of who is the biggest arms dealers anywhere in the world and responsible for th uh, thousands of deaths and horrific injuries. So, yes, obviously the Biden administration, they're, uh, they're, they're tough on the uh the 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 talk um but uh yes uh when it comes it comes to actually trying to get a a a deal uh with russia very poor um uh, but yeah they'll still obviously still keep sending uh billions billions in aid to uh ukraine that's no problem that's easy writing a check is easy but uh, obviously the uh the the actual hard part of uh geopolitical is is hard for the the biden administration and now i i've covered uh briefly uh last week uh, the chinese communist party's uh incredible backflip on uh covid uh, zero uh after the widespread protests uh so the ccp they have they are ending the uh the 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 current uh, sending people to quarantine camps mild cases now isolate at home uh you don't need a health pass test uh to go to work or a restaurant they're even saying to, to chinese that you can uh you you don't you, you can start to take off your mask and that uh the amount of deaths with the the mild omicron strain is is similar to the the seasonal flu it's quite something to behold and the the covid zero zealots they their last their 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 last covid zero model is just basically uh collapse in a <laughs> in a week basically i mean it's one of the the fastest uh a uh, backflip 180 uh well i guess when you're a totalitarian government you don't need to to, to worry too much about the political damage of a backflip but uh, a lot of china activists were were predicting uh sorry china commentators were predicting that the ccp wouldn't give up so easily because they didn't want to give the message that uh, protests worked so everyone's been, been surprised here uh, now, of course, it's almost uh, three years uh, to the day uh, when the the, the first uh, cases of uh, COVID nineteen uh, were diagnosed in Wuhan, 
and back in uh, October 2019, there was a, a there was a coronavirus pandemic simulation by the the John John Hopkins Security Center and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They've just done another pandemic simulation, except one which is super. Uh, spreads super fast and affects uh, uh, young people and uh, children uh, really quickly. So I don't know if they're planning another uh, pandemic. There, of course, uh, were, well, there, we still don't know where uh, COVID-19 originated. Did it come from the wet market in Wuhan or was it engineered in the Wuhan Institute of Virology and leaked out uh, leaked out uh, due to uh, poor uh, safety and uh, security, and uh, was it uh, uh, engineered uh, using uh, funding from uh, the U.S. government, uh, which from the organization, the the NIH department, which uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci worked at. Uh, he's uh, Gain of, he's come under severe scrutiny the past two years because of his support of gain of function research. He's uh, retired from his position now, though he can't retire from scrutiny with the new uh, Republican House majority going to bring him to account. And uh, Twitter owner Elon Musk has triggered uh, the 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 COVID uh, Twitter crowd even more uh, with uh, saying his pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Yet they're still not going to leave Twitter because they all got famous on Twitter. Like the, the left can't, can't quit Twitter. But nationalists, they've got Gab uh, and Getter and, and Parler. I mean, the Unshackled and myself, we're all on those platforms there. And so, uh, Fauci, you'll, even though you're retired, you'll have to uh, clear your calendar there uh, because uh, the House Republicans will, will, will be just getting started uh, with you. All right, that brings us to the end of another Tim's News Explosion. Uh, now, uh, I know I promised last week that I'd bring you uh, my interview with, with Topher Field at uh, the Melbourne Underground Film Festival screening of uh, Battleground uh, Melbourne last week, uh, but I haven't been feeling the best. I've uh, had a bit of fatigue, uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll get it done get it done this week. There's no Wilmsfront uh, this Thursday, so I've really got no excuse. I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I've, what is it? Uh, maybe I've got long COVID and I don't even know it yet because apparently every type of a, uh, like uh, illness or a poor, if you're feeling poorly at all, then it's, then it's long COVID, even though I've never tested positive on a COVID test. Uh, of course, uh, anything, if you're not feeling well, long COVID. But uh, the the final night of the Melbourne Underground Film Festival was on Saturday, same night as the Billy Joel concert, and Battleground Melbourne uh, won uh, the, the best uh, film there. Richard Wollstonecroft, uh, the organiser and host of Report from Tiger Mountain, presented them with uh, Damien Richardson, his, uh, uh, formerly his uh, cafe locked out, co-host of course ran in the federal and victorian elections so thank you everyone for watching as usual 
Uh, stay tuned for uh, more uh, reports from Tiger Mountain now that uh, Richard is done uh, with his festival. Start reposting them again. Also, my interview with Topher Field. And, of course, keep checking out the unshackled.net uh, from... Uh, for all uh, our articles and also Unshackled Productions archive. Good night, everybody. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay out of the, the wild weather. Good night. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.